I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Shannon Feltis. I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You, you Are, are that. that. We are two sisters who cannot take a compliment. But we can interview people who deserve them. Yeah, and tell them how cool they are. Get ready. Do it. Put your seatbelt on. Buckle it, bitch. Because we're about to drive. It's going to get crazy. Fucking yeah. Gravel road. All right. We have a remote episode coming your way, which means your brain at some point is going to say, Hey, this sounds a little different. Let your heart tell your brain. Hell yeah, it does. And I'm into it. Today, Shannon, guess what? What? We are here with someone very special. So special. Someone we're both very excited about. Yes. And it will aid in the spooky, witchy season. I think it's going to carry us through the whole end of the month, actually. And if, further. If people only listen to one podcast right before the full moon at I agree. the end of the month, it should be this one. It's going to be packed full of raw, delicious information. We have Marshall, a.k.a. the Witch of Southern Light. Love. He's here with us sounding just sensual as hell you have a dripping <laughs> charming beautiful voice and would you like to tell the people a little bit about you hello everyone i'm marshall the witch of southern light thank you for having me on your podcast i'm really excited thank today We're thank really you for being to have you. yes this is gonna be so fun and witchy i'm so excited <laughs> i'm super excited so. <laughs> i'm excited too i actually posted two new spells to my social media this morning on TikTok. <gasps> so i figured it might be a nice jump start before the podcast i love that so you just woke up early and you're like let me get my vocals ready it's actually kind of funny i love making content on sunday morning i literally wake up and look forward to it because for some reason it's just like my favorite day to put things out into the world Ooh, Ooh. it's your church yeah yeah it really is i mean I never really liked going to church growing up, but I love going to my altar and creating things, creating uh, energy and movement. I need to start doing so. I just wake up and I'm like mad at the day until I'm not (laughs) anymore. And then I'm like, all right, let's get some stuff done. I need, I need a realignment. I really only have my coffee ritual and that's Mm -hmm. the only time my family leaves me alone and it's aromatherapy. So that's what I think. of. (laughs) (laughs) So you started off doing TikTok videos like for yourself as, as a way to kind of showcase like specific forms of what people call like witchcraft. What, what do you identify it as? Yes, I do identify as a witch. I feel like reclaiming that title is a really amazing movement that's been happening for a couple decades lately. I grew up in the South in Texas and you know, it's, it's the Bible belt. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger and I discovered witchcraft literally in the back section of the bookstore in the new age area, mm-hmm. It was one of those aha moments where I started to kind of feel like, hold on, there is something here that I am being drawn to. And I had to hide it for kind of a little while. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, now that I'm an adult and I don't feel like I have to hide anything anymore, when, when COVID happened and everything shut down, I went into quarantine and... I was just watching Netflix every single day and I felt like everything in my life was becoming so stagnant and all the things that 
uh, inspired me in my life kind of seemed to come to a standstill. And I found myself finding witch talk. And witch I've been practicing for Oh, I love uh, witch it so talk. much. Oh, sorry. That is the witchcraft section of TikTok. Of TikTok. I know. I, it hit me and it clicked and I went, oh, witch talk. I also watch bread talk. So I'm super into witch talk and bread talk. Oh my god, there is gay TikTok, there's straight TikTok, there's gardening TikTok, there's home. <laughs> I always fall into uh, gay TikTok, witch, bread, and garden TikTok. So that's that's where I live. All basically. you need in life. It really I, is. That's I don't my yet balance. TikTok, so I found you on the gram, which on is my my clubhouse. Um, <laughs> And I follow so many weird hashtags that my feed right now is basically cottagecore and <laughs> witch practices. Like it's whimsical, but it's not like poppy. It's still kind of secret, coveted information, but it's like people are like releasing things for it us. It feels I'm like, special. Ooh, it doesn't feel hokey yeah. or canned or strange. Mm -hmm. It feels very spiritual. That's what drew me to you, Marshall, especially. Well, thank you. Back, no, back to witch going. talk. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got excited. excited. <laughs> you actually mentioned cottagecore and cottagecore is slowly starting to blend into the witch talk family because Funny enough, when I was growing up in the 90s, all of the books that came out at the time were also Wicca-centric. Mm -hmm. And everyone understands Wicca is itself its own specific religion. It was established in the 1940s in England. It is one of England's major religious contributions to the world. I can't honestly say for sure that Protestantism originated in England, but when it comes to actual religions that have been created, founded, and spread throughout the world from a single origin, Britain is the birthplace of Wicca. Mm -hmm. and It kind of spread over a period of half a century, and by the time it made it to the 90s, so much of the literature and books and online research was so Wicca-centric that witchcraft and Wicca became synonymous. And now you have a lot of the people who discovered in the, in the 80s, 90s, who are older, kind of like me, or even older than that, if they actually discovered it several decades before, who have shaped this, this whole direction that the craft community has come in. Mm -hmm. What's so amazing, now that I've rediscovered today's generation of witchcraft, it is so non-Wicca-centric. It is very personal. It is a practice. It's special. Mm -hmm. It's almost artistic science. And it's, it's more secular. It's not so much religious or it's polytheistic or it's, it's finding your own relationship with deity or gods and goddesses or spirits. And it's opening so many new doors that I do not remember being open to me when I was younger. And it's so exciting because we're in this really weird place in this world right now. And it can kind of feel a little bit like you're out of control. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I relate to My pillow can tell you sad stories. <laughs> yeah. It's feeling like a spiral. So I agree with that. Yeah. And it kind of felt like when I made the decision to go public I was taking a little bit of control back into my life. Hmm, I like that. That makes total sense. And it was weird. It was strange because, you know, I, I am a hairstylist. I work with clients all the time. I don't talk to a lot of my guests about this stuff. So I felt like I was talking my friend's ears off about the things I was learning and growing in my practice. And none of them practice either. And all of them, honestly, are so supportive. Hmm. But at the same time, they don't participate. So I felt a little bit lonely. And I wanted to kind of share my stuff with other people who might appreciate it. And I made my first one, which if you go deep into the catalog of my witch talks, you'll notice the beginning of them is all just a bunch of silly videos. And then all of a sudden you start getting... You honed in. You're like, I learned the TikTok now. I found my mood. Let me, let me focus in. Yeah. The tease actually became my first witch talk. And it was all about just putting intention into your tease. And when I saw it in immediately blow up. I mean, just a little bit in comparison to the 23 views I had gotten on my videos before. <laughs> Not 23 likes, just oh, oh, yeah. I realized people are interested. They may be interested in what I have to say. So I kind of got excited and it inspired me to, to make more. So that's kind of where we are now. Oh, we're so excited that you made more. You blended it into your Instagram so then I could access the gold. It feels like, and what you're saying about 
kind of people taking from it what they want and it's more of a secular event. What I'm saying is you could have five people post videos with the same elements in their video. It's going to be a different personal experience for each person. Mm -hmm. And Shannon and I have always kind of looked at the idea of magic as, as something that's Every day there's little magic moments and we just have to stop and kind of look at the world. And it's as simple as Shannon finds four leaf clovers like everywhere she goes and just just presses them. I get weirdly intertwined with the moon and I feel like it gives me power. It gives me (laughs) energy and I feel like it's like a doorway. And so we have little things that we are, I wouldn't say like superstitious about, but it kind of ties in. I'm absolutely superstitious. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm heavily uh, steered by things. Yes. Yeah. But like just the everyday practice Mm -hmm. of certain elements in our life have just, we've been raised that way. We've always been into it. And then in the 90s, I felt like that was a really good spike for anyone who was into witchcraft to just openly be like, yeah, I want to be a witch now. I want to learn more. And I think the pop culture things we're so obsessed with, the hocus pocus, witches, the craft, all those all those movies roll out from the 80s to the 90s and created who we are. We can sit there and openly discuss witchcraft and things with people and then look more into it past the movie culture of it and kind Mm -hmm. of learn more past the standard popularity Mm -hmm. that's very true what one of the things i've noticed lately in in the witchcraft community is the varying opinions about the normalcy of witchcraft some people don't like that it's actually become more prevalent in society you know it's more mainstream you know have like self-love kits with white sage you can buy at sephora Mm -hmm. you know and while i appreciate so much of that because to be honest when i stopped kind of practicing when i was younger because of the fact that i was getting so much low back and it was affecting my my life not in a wonderful way i kind of put it aside and i went on with my life and then when i picked it back up again i was so hesitant to to speak about it to talk about it at all but when a friend of mine accidentally let it slip in the break room at work like no one batted an eye and in fact they wanted to see all my videos mm. they were excited oh cool and some even asked me if I could help them or do things, or they wanted advice on maybe what they could do. And it was so shocking to me. I was kind of like, oh, but you, you mean this doesn't bother you? <laughs> because I, I mean, I got in trouble when I was younger. It's very strange, the juxtaposition between when it was so shameful mm-hmm. and it was such a secret, and now it's becoming so celebrated. So for me personally, I'm grateful for the normalcy. I'm grateful for the fact that it's become just, you know, oh, he's a witch. So what? It's Tuesday. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're saying, though, because there was a time where when all those movies were popular, the 90s was really a pinpoint. But when I was in the 90s, I read a book, I found like a book from the 60s or 70s on witchcraft. And they were talking about manifesting with candles and you you carve a phrase or a word, somebody's name that you wanted to like basically pray on in a non-typical religious way. And I lit a candle for someone and then I told someone that I had done it and they looked at me like I was an alien and like it was monstrous that I was doing anything witchy. And I shut the door on that for a long time and didn't talk about it again because I was like, hmm, oh, yeah. if it's not God, it's Satan. It was a real creepy vibe back then. It was very black and white. Yeah. Yeah. And the mainstream, the easy route for us 90 kids that were into magic Mm -hmm. was to kind of be like, we like astrology. What's your sign? Oh, you know, that's, that's so true. That's more mainstream and more commonplace and, and was more okay to talk about. Yeah. And so that became the thing. You could feel it out that way. You could feel it out. <laughs> and the deeper you went, you're like, listen, I'm a fire sign. Right. And I'm a Virgo rising. So like, what's up with you? And if your friend was like, what? You're, you're like, like, oh, no, never mind. mind. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to go any deeper into anything else I'm into. Let me just ask if you know anything about astrology, because that felt like a safe place a safe to base. test. How mm-hmm. weird. That's so true. Ugh. Well, they became code words. We started yeah. using like, oh, we're not talking about the cult. We're talking about new age. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about this beautiful crystal. Oh my gosh, do you like Earthbound? I love Earthbound too. Their inset section is amazing. I mean, there were a little bit of things that you would kind of feel people out. And if they walk into Hot Topic and Earthbound with you, okay, maybe I can let them in on a little bit more about <laughs> Right? It. 
<laughs> uh, we have a bookstore that had a real special section and it always has where it wasn't quite so taboo. But if you were in it and people walked in it and were looking at books also, you gave them a look over your shoulder like, are you lost? Are you looking for cookbooks? Or are you looking for cookbooks? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where do you think you need to be? You, you kind of knew who was over there on accident, who was there on purpose. <laughs> well, I remember going to bookstores and, and trying to find the new age or spiritual section. And I remember very specifically being excited for other people to be there looking as well, mm-hmm. but also scared exactly. because I didn't <laughs> want them to see me looking at them too. speaking of books do you have a book from your childhood like from when you were a young marshall did you ever read anything that really kind of like kick-started or triggered something or a little little fire in you for instance there's a book that i read when i was like 10 or 12 that was called afternoon of the elves and it was about a girl that found like a secret society of magical people lots of spells and treasures and journeys and adventure in nature and it kind of made me have that whimsical bug really really early do you have anything like that for you? I do, but it's not quite so whimsical. It's all dark and stormy. No, I love it. Bring it on. Everybody's got their journey. Dark bonds over here being like, feed me. <laughs> so when I was younger, I mean, and to this day, I'm actually still very into horror and suspense. Yes. I mean, that's my theme. I love fear. I think powerful. When I was younger, I knew that that was my go-to. It was my favorite movie. It was my favorite type of book. My mom would never let me watch scary movies, but she would go out of town for work a lot. My dad loved scary movies and that was how we bonded. So because I couldn't watch scary movies with my mom around, she let me read well, children's scary books like Goosebumps and Arl- oh, Fear Street yeah. Saga. Oh. I want them to make it into like Vampire Diaries type casting where they're like too old but playing high school maybe. Absolutely. And make it dark. You called it Fear Street Saga, the mm-hmm. first rendition. So Fear Street was its own individualized mm-hmm. book. I love Fear there. Street Saga was like multiple books in the series mm-hmm. and every single one was about the Fear family and their ancient knowledge of witchcraft and spells and how they used it to attain power. And I was so fascinated because not, not only did every book actually kill almost every character, uh-huh. <laughs> to make the same choices and mistakes every single book. And it always involved witchcraft and it always involved it going bad. Yeah. And it always had a weird tie-in seed that if you read oh, yeah. any of the books, you were like, oh, I'm just back in my favorite place. I'm just looking at the town from a different perspective. Right. I'm a cheerleader <laughs> now, but the shit's still going down. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Because personally, you know, when I was younger, I was gay. I wasn't out. Um, I didn't understand why I felt different. But what I did understand was these people in these books used energy as power. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for someone who felt like they didn't have any control or power, there's something very alluring and intoxicating about that. I think a lot of witches or practitioners don't like to talk about the fact they think it's all love and light. And well, I love the idea about love and light. Love and light's beautiful. But love and light is extremely Mm one-sided, is extremely small and niche and there is so much more that actually complete the picture that is full reality and I kind of felt that I actually connected a little bit more with the darkness because honestly as a young non-out person who didn't fully understand themselves I felt kind of stuck in the dark So I found a kind of cushy, happy place there for myself. It's such a good outlook on it too, because I think people that aren't involved in any sort of magic, they don't have any connection to it. They can see witchcraft as like, you're a good witch or a bad witch. You do spells for love and peace, or you're hexing people. And I think when you say darkness, it's just about the power, tapping into a power there that brings something more to yourself, whether it be like armor or just a sense of protection from something that feels bigger. Well, I mean, literally earlier, we were talking about our teas and we were talking about black pepper and we were Mm -hmm. talking about the properties of, and what you'll notice in a lot of herbalism, as well as with gemstones is when things are black, they're protective. They are negative energy absorbing, absorbing or repelling. Um, so when it comes to thinking about darkness, you kind of nailed it on the head. It's not just about evil and, and hexes and curses. Sometimes darkness is a protective wall. Sometimes darkness is the shadow that you actually embrace to protect yourself or possibly even your loved ones, whether you mean to or not. That's one of the reasons why using black crystals or or black herbs and spices is so prevalent because they have those connotations. 
My favorite stone is the black tourmaline. I actually have the black tourmaline and black tourmaline was actually used by summoners who would summon spirits or entities as protective amulets. You could not harm someone wearing black tourmaline. It's funny Ooh. you say that because I made best friend amulets that the pendants are open on the back so the stone touches your skin and I made it oh. for my sister and a special friend as a protection and a courage protection and strength basically that's excellent whenever i do crystal work or i make my wands or or pieces of jewelry one of the things that i always always do is if the stone cannot touch my skin directly i'm going to use an energy conductive metal like Mm. copper or gold yeah i noticed you use copper a lot i was wondering do Copper is an amazing energy conductor. It is uninterrupted energy flow. So, I mean, literally look at our electricity Mm -hmm. wiring our homes. Copper is the best source of uninterrupted energy flow. So even if I'm using gold, it is gold-plated copper wire because I want that energy to go directly from my skin Mm -hmm. to the crystal and back again. I want to use that as the vehicle to move that energy back and forth. I need more copper in my life. I know. (laughs) Um, You brought up the idea of black and white magic and how it is not that black and white. When it comes to the history of black and white magic, it actually comes down to racism. It always does. Am I right? Goodness. Years ago, I mean, sometimes literally centuries, you had the high uh, class, usually white, rich aristocracies who were Mm -hmm. using ancient grimoire ceremonial magic work they're they're working with um god names and Mm -hmm. and entities and spirits and they are usually secret societies like crowley and order of the golden dawn they have a lot of these ancient ceremonial type practices and then you have what was considered or called at the time low magic which is with Mm -hmm. the earth plants herbs and unfortunately it got lumped into a lot of the people that were working for the more wealthy people of society. Mm-hmm. So you have the ceremonialists and their high magic, and then you would have the people of color using what they described at the time as low magic. And let's be honest, if if we can here, these people were enslaved. Right. It seems like a very clear division of classism. There's a very clear division here of what they termed these these terminologies and it it became something that grew into something else which shouldn't have but because they put a negative connotation with the people of color's magic they named it black magic i feel like you see a lot of it in the deep south and i don't think that that's a real big coincidence well what you want to be honest with about here is you have to imagine what do you think an enslaved person's intentions are they're going to be most likely angry Mm -hmm. they're oppressed why wouldn't you be? Absolutely. On, on a daily basis. So their magic is going to be desperate. It's going to be a plea for change and raw, and a little yeah. raw, raw energy. So you get a lot of things like sour jars and you get this idea of hexing enslavers and you had these masters or enslavers who I prefer to call them who would rape and pillage these, these families, tearing them apart. So a lot of the magic that grew from this type of practice was considered quote unquote, dark. Well, it's freedom and revenge. I mean, would, yeah. if if the tables were turned, it would have been the exact same. It would have been the exact same. A person in that situation, no matter the color, would want that kind of revenge, I would think. Of course they would. They would want their families back. They've exactly. been torn from their homelands. So let's be honest. Nowadays, when we talk about black and white magic, I want people to know black and white magic does not exist. Magic yes. is just untapped chaos untapped energy and it is your intention as the caster your intention as the twister of reality which direction you're going to push your will and intention oh i love it it's so true and if you think about it deeply everyone's intentions whether they be good for them the outcome may not be good for someone else even if your intentions are good what is that the intent versus outcome yeah, exactly. Your view of things is one thing, but the result of something is something else. So not everything yes. is good or bad. Magic. And let me go ahead and reference, which I do often. <laughs> I'm trapped 
trapped in the house. I will reference forever my life charmed. If you just want to be mindful, there's the personal gain aspect to things. You have to weigh how heavy is what you're putting out versus the repercussions that are coming back to you. And personal gain, just so we're very, very clear, is totally fine within the practice of the craft. But at the same time, what exactly will that take away from possibly somebody else? Yes. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to like cast a love spell, I feel like it's completely different than if you were casting a unlove spell on your ex to Mm. have him burn his own new marriage to the ground. You know, there's different aspects to it. Someone just messaged me today saying, can you give me a spell to banish a negative person from work? Mm. And I said, are you prepared to take on the responsibility of what may happen to them if you cast this spell. Because now we're technically getting into the world of baneful magic. Mm -hmm. Baneful doesn't mean bad. It just means that you are going to go ahead and cross the boundary of free will and take its reins. If you banish a person because they are negative in your personal space, whether that's your home or your job, Mm -hmm. you have to think about this in a larger scale than just how it's going to affect you. Do they have a family? If they're fired from work, will they not be able to pay their mortgage? Will they have children that won't be able to get fed dinner because they won't have a job anymore? Mm-hmm. How far reaching is this banishment that you're interested in? Because if they're just giving you a hard time at work, then maybe they don't necessarily deserve all of that. Maybe they've got something else going on in their life that you don't know about. Yeah. Maybe you just create a spell for yourself that finds you a a new job. Or maybe just where... ask for more patience with difficult <laughs> right. people. Do like, it so simple. Work on your own body. A little twist. You could even go yeah. so far as to bless them. Uh, maybe they'll be nicer. Yeah. yeah. They're having something going on in their life that is making them this this grouch, this mm-hmm. nasty person. Maybe their mother-in-law moved in. Yeah. I mean, there could be a lot of things going on. You know what? Maybe you actually do a spell to get him a promotion. Ooh. Because promoted out of your vicinity. Ooh, that's a really good point, actually. Oh, I like your outlook. I like that you say, you know, you're more interested. You found power in the in the darker magic, but like you're just a really positive, radiant person. And I feel like what you're putting out in the world always is very mindful. Well, thank you. I do. Now, don't get me wrong. I have I have participated in in a small small amount of hexing and cursing, but at the same time, it needs to be understood. It was when I personally felt it was my last resort. Mm-hmm. It was after lots of consideration, time, forgiveness and moving on and then still seeing the same trespass repeated. It was it was several of situations that I felt I can no longer go another day without feeling like I am I'm taking some power back here because karma is an amazing thing, but karma has been, wait, we are allowed to use swear words. Oh, Oh, yeah. It would be insulting if you didn't, to be honest. Fuck (laughs) yes. Karma in itself has been bastardized by Western philosophy. People don't understand that when it comes down to it, karma is actually all on its own a bad thing. There's no such thing as good karma. We, we... We made it that because it sounded prettier. Karma is just a collection of ill will that is sitting there waiting to come back and enter your life in some way, shape, or form because you put it out there. It's a reap what you sow is a better fitting term. But sometimes, and this is possibly just an opinion, sometimes that will may be coming to you in the form of a witch. (laughs) And that witch just may be me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> fool me once fine fool me again and again not i'm, I'm coming for you yeah I so. it's time for tea magic we are drinking tea today yes do you have tea with you today i do actually i figured it might be a perfect morning for a you better work potion Ooh. which of course is spiced chai because spice chai actually is a huge mixture of multiple herbs and spices. And a lot of them have several different properties that I actually kind of combine as a kind of a power tool. Wake up, meet the day, give it a punch and ready to go. I feel like today is going to be better for me because I'm drinking tea. I'm drinking ginger turmeric tea. I love turmeric anyway, just because it's sunny and gorgeous. But um, I love ginger and I thought it might help my voice sound extra buttery smooth and uh, give me a little zest for this interview. Yeah. And we researched our teas for you, Marshall. <laughs> love it. Tell me about your tea. My ingredients are orange peel, black pepper, 
licorice, turmeric, and ginger. So Bonnie looked it up for me. I have to be honest. She did my leg work, which is really sweet because <laughs> um, she got really excited. I got I got noob witch vibes and mm-hmm. I was like, Google, what's up? <laughs> That's excellent. So what did you find? What, what, what type of potion are you brewing this morning? So mine has a very nice long list that was a little unexpected. I'm kind of excited. It's love, passion, protection, abundance, healing, luck, sensuality sexuality success and prosperity yeah it's a lot of a lot of s's and t's and i like it hers is a is a sexy it's my power passion potion you know ginger almost anything you put ginger in takes on this spicy sexy flavor and Mm -hmm. one of the things that i love about herbalism or if you want cherry potter herbology One of the things I absolutely love about it is sometimes it's not necessarily just the herb itself, but like if you put it in your hands and you smell it and Mm -hmm. you you feel its energy and then put a little bit in your mouth, taste what you're tasting while you have a little bit in your palms. When I put licorice root in my palms, I smell it. Honestly, it's a little dank. Then... But then I put it in my mouth, and as it starts to dissolve on my tongue, it turns so sweet. And it's not like licorice-y, like that black licorice, which is very mm-hmm. specific. But it has this this beautiful, like slow melting sweetness that I was not expecting. And I found that licorice root in tea has this really, really amazing way of just kind of rounding out flavors that kind of put a, a bit of passion into your your energy, your tea, your potion. It's so right because it's like the linger flavor is black pepper and licorice in this. Oh my God. Yeah. But it's got a mellow kick, if that makes any sense. It's like this sweet and spicy sensuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is my new favorite tea, by the way. So Ooh, I love it. I just found my new favorite tea. I went tea shopping specifically for today because I have an assortment of tea. So I, we have a lot. Yeah. But I've gotten to that age in my life where I'm like, I need a real good, like, sweet dreams or a tummy tamer. <laughs> like, that's what's in my cabinet. <laughs> Like, how's your tummy feel? Good? You want to go to sleep? Good. Here we go. Here's some Ginger tea. in itself is actually a fantastic tummy tamer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were raised very much to believe you're feeling nauseous. Like, go out in the garden and pick some mint and mm-hmm. chew on some mint for a little while. Your tummy yeah. will feel better. We have that where we look for ingredients that we have been raised that like it's going to make our body feel better. Mm-hmm. One of the beautiful things about herbalism is that it, it has an older sense of magic, but at the same time, because it was ancient and early medicine, it does have real medicinal properties. So you just described picking mint from your garden. The thing is, is when you eat or chew, masticate something that has a punch to it, like mint or peppermint itself, it mm-hmm. causes the, the salivary glands to react. And when you mm-hmm. activate the salivary glands, it actually can uh, dilute the stomach acid in your esophagus and down in your stomach because you are activating a part of your body that is then going to turn around and medicinally help you. Makes total sense. My favorite thing ever. And I think this is what got me so hooked on you personally, Marshall, because you say that tea is just a potion Mm -hmm. in a single serving size. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it made me reflect differently when I was making my tea or choosing my tea and it's just that simple little mind click but you said it so beautifully and I was like oh it's so true this is perfect (laughs) amazing oh I love hearing that (laughs) it it really resonated I wanted on a like a witchy print on my wall so I could put it in my kitchen oh that would be perfect (laughs) so what I'm drinking is the Bigelow black tea blend in toasted coconut almond bark Mm. I'm so in love with it. I didn't know if I would be. So it has black tea, which has, and it's good for money spell and stimulates the mind. And it says it banishes boredom. Mm. Maybe it's just because it gets you jacked up enough that you're like, I'm going to do something. (laughs) Which is very nice. Rose hips for healing, green tea, love and passion, health, energy, cleansing, chamomile for healing, abundance, and receptive energy. Chicory root, which is my question mark, because in my brain, being in the South for a little while, I always saw it as uh, a diuretic, if you Mm -hmm. will. (laughs) Stimulant in another way. Yes, (laughs) and it says removing obstacles from your life. So, you know, that's not wrong. It goes hand in hand, but it also helps you to obtain favors from others. And coconut for purification 
peace and intuition, almond bark for mental clarity, abundance and healing. And mine also has licorice root Mm. and my licorice root. When I looked it up in various ways, it gave me a lot of different explanations, but I really liked that it it's used to ease the path of the dead, which I find very interesting because we're very interested in thanatology and the study of death and dying. So I, I think that's a really cool, powerful tool to connect with. And it says it's been used to bind and aid in love spells. Mm. Yes. Licorice is really big in love spells. The sweetness of it itself actually is the thing that inspires the love. A huge portion of herbalism, like I said before, is a mixture of medicine and magic. But but the thing is, is they started using it in a way that wasn't so obviously medicinal. So you start seeing a lot of correlations between the healing aspects of an herb and how you also might use it, say, in a healing talisman mm-hmm. or maybe a, a love charm or or even something as so much as using a, a dream pillow of chamomile to help you sleep oh, better at night. I want chamomile. Now I want to do that. I put lavender on my pillow yes. for a bed every night. We're big on lavender smell. <laughs> I love lavender. Our lineage Mm-hmm. All the women in our family have always celebrated lavender and the south of France and the idea of just breathing in fields of lavender. So we've kind of always had little clusters of dried lavender everywhere. Feels romantical. Well, we are going to do a quick section that we created just for you. It's special. Oh, excuse me, do you have a time? <laughs> oh, yes. It's time for a witchy tip. What is the best herb for a love potion? Rose petals. Favorite tea ingredient for calming anxiety? Chamomile. Recommended crystal for cleansing dark vibes. Obsidian. Which stone do you feel most drawn to personally? Amethyst. Most underrated magical pantry staple. Ooh, that's a really good one. Underrated. Rosemary is the most overrated, but when it comes to... (laughs) (laughs) It's great. (laughs) All the time. I would say the most underrated would have to be probably black pepper, actually. It's the most common, but it's also usually not thought of as a magical ingredient. Yeah. Do you find morning or night rituals more productive? Night. What would you say is the best way that someone could maybe harness the power of the moon? I actually love the rising moon because when it's rising, it is at its largest visual state. So when you actually look over the horizon at the rising full moon, it looks so, so large. You can Mm -hmm. actually its closeness. Midnight, when it's at its highest point, it actually is furthest away, technically, from exactly your location, visually. So I actually like the rising full moon. Any recommended talismans to carry daily? I would say I actually like to carry a piece of rose quartz on a daily basis because I enchanted it for (gasps) self-confidence. So you just put that little extra like bump in your step when you leave the house. You're like, boop, stick it in my pocket and just go about the day like I'm ready. I love that. Me too. I like your brain. Yeah. That was fun. We've never done that before specifically for any subject. I feel like there was some some personal questions in there, Bon, about the moon. (laughs) I just need to know, okay? I, I love it. I need to harness the moon. We started doing full moon frisbee at my house. Oh, excellent. Which is just you go outside Enjoy and you look moon. at the moon and you feel you feel a little feel a little connected with it. Also, we smoke a bunch of weed and then we play with a frisbee. It's totes <laughs> fine. I was like, there's got to be another way besides like just a chubby pale girl out in the moonlight, just like huffing and puffing and looking at the moon. It definitely goes beyond just a simple rapid fire. But sometimes I've actually ground up mugwort with some marijuana and I smoke it together. <gasps> Mugwort is an amazing psychic opener, and it's fantastic for divination, astral projection, and dream work. So when you grind it up together and and smoke it, it's great to actually do right before possible. Now, and I'm saying specifically, I wouldn't just do this because it's a Wednesday, but do it right before a tarot reading or before moon magic work. It's great to just get you into this mindset of slightly altered state. Where can one find mugwort? I happen to know. You know, well, of course I do. I'm, I'm a horticulturist. I know where all the things are. I actually got like a, a pound of, of mugwort on Amazon from a organic food safe farmer. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. You can get full leaf or ground or like a powder even. Yeah, I got full leaf and then I just put it in the grinder. Yeah. Cool. Things I didn't know I could smoke. <laughs> mugwort. 
bring it on. She's just going to come oh, over and I'm just going to be just bring wrapped you. in a velvet cloak being like, you got any more of that mugwort? She's like, no, I'll <laughs> be your mugwort dealer. It'll be fine. Marijuana actually can stifle your dreams, but mugwort can enhance them. So I will say I, I use mugwort and marijuana when I'm waking, but I don't expect it to help me in my dream work. You do kind of have to lower the amount of THC in your system to get into longer bouts of REM cycles if you want to have more dreams that you can remember. See, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And I, I usually smoke really low THC, high CBD, because I just like my joints to feel awesome and buttery when I go to sleep. Excellent. I've been kind of bumping up the THC to just kind of tune out. And I, I'm a heavy dreamer. Shannon yeah. and I both, we both have weird lucid dreams. Go crazy yeah. with lucid dreaming. In high school, I was like super into astral projection. Just the dreamscape aspect of having lucid dreams and being in control of it, I definitely want to get back to that place where, hello, I'm sleeping a little more these days. I'm sleeping yeah. differently. I'm I'm waking up to an alarm less. Mm-hmm. So I might as well try to tap into that part of me that I love. And I just haven't made time for in, in this pandemic, which is very strange. Mugwort for the win, man. I'm so into it. Thank you, Marshall. Absolutely. Mugwort is one of the best. It's one of the best witchy herbs that's non-poisonous. Like, that's <laughs> non-poisonous. That's not, <laughs> I've got no, tons just, of nightshade in the backyard. I'm not pulling out <laughs> for reasons of my own. No, I'm just joking. One of the, the titles for uh, a lot of ancient witchcraft was the poisoner. Um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that they're poisoning people. It's just that they work very closely with poison plants. And we have to thank poisoners for a lot of modern medicine today. That's true. Do you want to go into this or that? Do you want to do do. a a rapid fire choose your choice with us? Oh, absolutely. That sounds like so much fun. I'm ready. Sun or moon? Moon. Warm or cool weather? Cool. Sweet or salty? (gasps) (laughs) I'm going to go sweet. Trick or treat? I had to. (laughs) Treat. Treat. Mm -hmm. Shower or bath? Unfortunately, shower. I do not have a bathtub. Oh, (laughs) No ritual bath for me. It's a full size potion. Yeah. I'm sad. It's a full size potion. It's a full body potion. Singing like, or dancing? Dancing. My singing voice is awful. Oh, I don't believe you. I don't. But believe I do it anyway. <laughs> Good. You should. Silver or gold? Gold. Gold. I love gold. I I never did. Growing up. And my mom was a jeweler and we got taught about stones and metals and, and I always wanted, you know, like a giant, just beautiful, gaudy treasure on my hand. You like the baubles. I wanted some baubles. I'm familiar. I bet I hated gold, but I'm supposed to apparently like it because I'm a Leo, blah, blah, blah. Isn't it weird how you're drawn to different metals though? Cause I'm silver through and through oh until rose gold made it on the scene oh, again and i was you. like what's up little bit of pink hey <laughs> i'm into <laughs> rose gold i was a silver person almost my whole life and then something happened in my 30s and all of a sudden it was like no gold is where it's at i want gold and i started switching out all my jewelry slowly because i'd realize like oh i just got this gold necklace and then oh all my rings are silver i'm Gold rings. <laughs> That's the thing with jewelry too. It's once you find one, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I have these really pretty earrings, but a real nice statement necklace would really just tie this all together and make it a set. <laughs> See, and I'm rebellious where I'm into the mixed metals. I, I have like a ring that I made that has gold, copper, and silver bands all interwoven with weird stones. And I'm like, That's I my favorite. <laughs> you did a, a how-to so people can actually go on mm-hmm. your page and find your video you made the crystal ring it's that gorgeous. is just like a, it could be a weapon That's no true. it really could um the majority of the comments on that ring are you could like astral punch oh my God. right in the face out of someone and i was like you know what i could no, will be there when i'm done <laughs> you're like this isn't what it was made for but thanks for your i'm gonna input. smoke some mugwort and go astral punch some people <laughs> with no. my crystal that it's it's so cool well it's funny i wanted to create something that was almost a little bit more personal than just a wand because I love my wands. I have a whole business making wands. I love that. There was something really fun about the idea of this ritual ring that was one of a kind I put together 
every single stone and its shape with intention, each and every single one having a specific job to do. And now I only wear it either during rituals or when I am filming so people can see it within the ritual itself. It makes me want to go through my my crystals and kind of Mm -hmm. do more with them i think we need to lay out our baubles in the full moon and do some moon charging and then make something special with something that's a fantastic idea i think that would be a good end of october ritual do you have any plans for the full moon we began with one and we're ending with one october's kind of special it it is actually kind of amazing i i do have a, a ritual planned my friends and i are having a halloween party it's a very very small group um we're the same group of people who basically have been trying to quarantine together somewhat. It's your pod. Yeah. It is. It's my pod. And they're aware, like they're very supportive. None of them are practitioners, but they're supportive. And we plan on doing a small little ritual at midnight. Um, I'm super excited. I love Halloween. I love celebrating Halloween. And we've always, we do it big. We usually do like a big old theme party. And then it's since Shannon's a chef yeah. and we're both artists, we end up making like decorations insane and people are like are these real bones you're like no paper mache i've been working on stuff for months for no reason and the the food is insane and it's kind of nice i'm trying to look at it from a positive perspective but to kind of reel it all back in and then just do something small yeah and we're just doing like a themed dinner where we're going to do it all haunted mansion style and have like finger foods make it just like the family thing. There's something to be said about making something more intimate. And it's cool that you have your quarantine clan to kind of show something to. I'm really, really lucky. Every single year where I live, there's a huge Halloween block party. And we end up going every single year since I was like 16 years old. Ooh, oh, nice. A few years ago. <laughs> um, but now with the whole world in a pandemic and bars being shut down, the street party is obviously not happening. And to be honest, I'm actually quite relieved because now that I'm in my thirties and I've been doing it for so many years, I'm kind of excited to scale back and just be with my closest friends on a holiday that is technically it's, it's the witch's new year. Maybe that's why we love it so much. It's called Samhain. I'm not sure if you've heard that. Yes. But- yeah it's spelled so strange it's funny because it's spelled like the letters m and h next to each other i believe in welsh or celtic uh pronunciation creates the w sound Mm. Um, so that's how it's pronounced sawin but it's spelled s-a-m-h-a-i-n yeah when you pronounce it sawin it definitely doesn't look like that on paper Mm -hmm. but that's how you know who knows it that's the cool thing like oh i'm gonna hang out i'm gonna do sam hayne this weekend and you're like no that's not what it is i'm like oh you just read a raven wolf's book didn't you (laughs) and that's fine it's an intro that's great throw your sparkle out see what sticks but if you know then you know then you know Uh, growing up i had all of silver raven wolf's books i mean i had teen witch to write a silver broomstick i had all of them and they they were my bread and butter as as a as a child teenage witch I loved and soaked them all up. But now that I'm a little older and I've had some more time to do material and and research, it's fascinating all the things that I didn't learn when it was so specific. You're finding what needs to be found now. It's all meant to be. It all happens for a reason. It's a nice journey. I like that. You're amazing. And we're going to jump in and we're going to compliment you a little bit. And just, yes, we're going to. Get the good vibes, get the good feels. And I will start by saying, Marshall, thank you so much for meeting with us and meeting with, I wish we were all hanging out in a room together. You just have such a wonderful, calming presence. You're fun and you have that little, I'm, every time I think about it, it's the raised eyebrow and the Cheshire cat smile that makes me go, He's so great, but also like there's there's more there. And he's just given us a little a little sneak peek of that. And it it makes me drawn to you. I connect so much with what you post that we had to have you. We had to connect with you in some way. And you just felt like one of those people where I wish I lived closer to him. I feel like we would be friends. I feel like 
we could ding dong ditch mason jars full of Shannon's herbs on your doorstep with just like a winky face note and you would know it was from us because we're all <laughs> best friends in magic in my mind. And I have so much to learn from you. Thank you. That, that 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 really means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. I It's funny. I listen to your podcast and I actually love the way that you open it oh with two sisters that can't take a compliment. <laughs> and I think had such an awkward childhood and and very rebellious teenage years as an adult I still to this day sometimes I, I'm grateful for compliments but there are times when I'm kind of like I don't know how to take them because it took me a long time to believe them about myself I think that's, that's where a lot of it, of it comes completely. from too where if someone you don't know gives you a genuine compliment out of nowhere you just met them I'm always reading the underline of like, like, I, I like your blah, blah, blah. It's interesting. My brain goes, what does interesting mean, bitch? <laughs> what do you mean? Huh? It, my brain wants to tear it apart. And instead, I'm just like, okay, bye. <laughs> I gotta go. It, I'd rather feel uncomfortable in a compliment. I feel most at home that way. And <laughs> we've always done we it. Slapped them. So we already admired you just Surface level, Instagram, TikTokness. What we learned about what you're willing to put out there about yourself, we already really liked. And we already knew that we wanted to talk to you more about you as a human. So then after talking with you, I feel like you have a warmth that for somebody who loves the dark magic, you have a warmth that's like a blanket and yeah. you're you're very welcoming with it and you're willing to share it. But you also are sharing it in a way where you're like, these are the things I'm finding that bring me light and service and what I need. Here's how you can find your light. So you're leading people in a way that's very gentle and very genuine. And I admire that because you're not telling anybody to do anything just like you. And you're not telling anybody this is the exact way everyone should be doing something. And I think that that's beautiful that you have a leadership that's very honest and true. And that's what drew me to you. Wow. Thank you. That. That really means a lot to me. I'm I'm very, very grateful, honestly, to, to kind of find, I feel like I'm really grateful to have found not just an audience, but a family on mm-hmm. social media, my, specifically my witchcraft social media, which is Southern Light. It's opened up all these new doors to people who have been searching for something like what I've been searching for. And that's your own personal power. I cannot tell anyone how to find their personal power but I can tell them where to start. And the rest has to be a journey that you specifically choose to take. And I'm hoping what comes across on, on my videos and my presentations, I like to call them exposition. Um, (laughs) I think what comes across is that I'm finding my power. And the thing is, is while I hope that's what I'm getting across, it is a journey that I'm taking and I'm, publishing it for the world to see so having it said back to me that that's what what you are seeing it's very vulnerable that you're putting yourself out there and we're on the journey with you it's inspiring well thank you and you're doing it for yourself you're doing it as a release that's why people are following you in droves and telling their friends and sharing your videos because they can see that in you And it's sparking something in them and it's reflecting something in them where they see themselves in you because of the way you're putting yourself out there. And you do it serious. You do it kind of whimsical. You do it with a little fun spin. You do it with a little wink at the end. You do it with something salty. You do it, make it a little political. You do it in a way that everyone can find something in what you're saying Mm -hmm. and the message is there and you come across in a way that's so pure i agree wow i'm 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 speechless literally you're killing it please keep doing it yes we are happily following everything you do we'll be your megaphone super fans absolutely we are your super fans oh thank you (laughs) it's very cool where can everyone find you on tiktok you are on instagram is it the same for both? It is. It's it's Witch of Southern Light, all one word, lowercase or uppercase. It does not matter whatsoever. Witch of Southern Light. And um, I also do have an Etsy shop, Wands of Southern Light. I'm loving your wands. Yes, yes. Yes, my handmade, one-of-a-kind wands. And I'm slowly in the process of taking custom orders if you reach out. But um, mostly I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on what's already there. And I love that you're letting the the wand itself be shaped from 
a wand stick that has found you. I saw oh, that later and I was like, I'm in love with this. This is so oh. good. Oh, I have to, the, the wood has to be in my path. I'm, I'm literally going to see it, pick it up and decide this was meant to be a wand and it fell here for me. And you name them all and they're all going to homes like pretty much as soon as they're hitting your shop, you're packing them up and sending them off. And you sent one off to someone that just turned eight and you making stuff that you love and then sharing like, here's its name, here's where it's going and it's going off to so-and-so. It feels so good. That one wasn't even a sale. It was a gift. Um, this, it was, I'm going to tear up over this. When I was younger, I love my mom. I love my parents so much, but they weren't super, super supportive of witchcraft. And my mom was more religious at the time period. And this mother from England reached out to me on Instagram and said, we're a pagan family. My eight-year-old son has never met another male witch besides his own father. And so she found me and started showing her son some of my videos. And he got so excited because he had never seen another male witch. And when she posted a picture of his eighth birthday with his little unicorn candles and his first book of shadows, I so choked up. I was like, I'm sending him a wand. And she goes, at least let me pay for postage. I live in the UK. And I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can you imagine if you, you know, well, you can't imagine you're a little boy that didn't have anyone reflecting your interest in that time period. What a connection to that. I got teary too. That's Shannon so started precious. crying. Shannon oh started crying. She was wiping tears. I was picturing if little Marshall had had that in his life, things might've been different, but I'm glad your journey brought you here to us. So that's. I'm very grateful for my journey and I'm grateful for the experiences that I had, because even if some of them weren't quite so love and light, they still shaped me for what I am today. And now I have the opportunity to send a small little token of acceptance to this little boy across the world. You know what's weird? Earlier when we were talking about love and light, I was thinking of something that I don't think true love and light can come from someone who hasn't experienced grief. Or I think that the the counterpoints make your feelings deeper. So I think that there's darkness in every light situation. It's brighter because you had something dark. Yeah. Well, that's where the whole idea of yin and yang comes from. They're so. both they're both sides that intertwine and have a small bit of each other in them. I feel like we could talk to you all day long. This started my day off exactly how I needed it to be. I feel like I'm going to take everything you said and kind of like amplify my own quarantine Mm, in a way that I like that. I've been making mindful choices. I've been doing all the mindful things, you know, hashtag self-care, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) You depressed? Talk about it with people. I'm trying to do all the things, you know, to keep myself from losing it Mm -hmm. and I feel like magic is just something that I tap into gently and crazy story we dabble in tarot we have friends that are very specific in tarot and so I turn to tarot to get answers for things but I also as a joke from this like sassy teenage website in the beginning quarantine I got a magic eight ball that's like iridescent beetle color I love it already it's beautiful it's so cool it it looks like an oil slick and Uh. it has sarcastic answers inside like they're more like bad girl teen witch I'm like hell yeah I'm getting this but when we were supposed to interview you last week I walked by the eight ball and I almost picked it up to be like, I'm going to ask if it's going to be a real good interview. I picked it up and I put it down. I was like, nah, don't want to, don't want to, don't want to jinx it. And then I left and I realized like the moment I went to go touch the eight ball, you'd already thought was was closer to the actual time we were supposed to be (gasps) recording. It was right like the eight ball was like, bitch, don't just walk by me. I have a sign to show you and you're ignoring me because you're just walking through your house getting ready to go. Okay, now you have to leave this in for the listeners. (laughs) We actually had an interview planned on an earlier date for this, but the time difference isn't Bonnie's strong suit on that day. On that day, that specific day, (sighs) I mixed up central time and mountain time and got it pointed out to me. When I was already like an hour now late. She thought and, she was early and pumped and was so on and it. We, and she felt mortified more than I've seen her for a lot of time. I've never so. felt like such a brain fart has occurred yeah. in a way that made me feel 
like unprofessional just and small. so unprofessional yeah. so, and, and Marshall you came back at You're it so with graceful. just such Thank positivity you. of like yo shit happens you didn't say yo but like shit happens <laughs> you know don't let it don't let the negative energy ruin, ruin your day. day and I was just like this fucking angel of a human <laughs> let's set it up let's get another shot but as I left Marshall as I left my sister's house where we're recording right now socially distant uh <laughs> I left and she said oh I'm so happy you were comfy and you wore your slippers over and I looked down and went I didn't mean to I meant to put on my shoes before I left my house her brain was and so I was broken. wearing slippers and didn't even realize it until someone pointed out the eight ball man it was calling to me and I ignored it <laughs> It knew. Oh my god! It did know. Oh Ugh, goodness! I love that you actually brought that up because I do think that honestly, shit happens. We are human. We're going to make mistakes, and and when things like that happen, it's totally fine to to feel your emotion of, of I'm so sorry. Uh, you apologized so profusely, and 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 it was so kind. The thing is, is after apologizing and forgiving and moving forward, I think the most important thing we can possibly do is accept it and move on. Because if we continue to carry that feel bad feeling with us, that negative energy, it's almost like we're taking back that story and we're, we're holding on to that bad feeling. And that doesn't serve anyone, you know? Yeah. You just got to learn from it and be better the next time. That's all it needs. I, I shook it off but I had more awareness for the rest of my day. I was very aware of every little thing I did kind of as a precaution for maybe my own safety at that point. <laughs> the world saying, Hey, take a look around you, figure it out, shake it off. And you are, you are so humble and so gracious. And I'm so happy we could, I'll be together this morning and drink our tea and do all the things. This was so great. You started these videos for you and to give something out and to show a part of you that you hadn't been able to show before. However, you have the thing, you yeah. know, you yes. have that thing, you're connecting with people, but you have the charisma, you have the spark, you have the little extra oomph there. And I just appreciate that about you so much. Dang. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys too. Oh. I, I'm so glad we were able to do this this morning. Yay! Oh. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. Yes, I'm going to go into my day with a completely different outlook. And I thank you for that. Well, thank you. I'm so glad I could have such an amazing positive effect on you girls' lives. You've had an effect on mine as well. So I'm grateful. I hope everyone listening gets same magic feels from you. And oh, yeah. they have tons of time between now and the full moon to get all their shit in order, Agreed. charge all their stones, go stone shopping. Small businesses are open, you guys. Put on your masks on your way to vote and buy you some crystals. Agreed. Absolutely. Put out know. a jar of water when that moon's up. That's what I'm doing. I'm into it. Mm. All Yay. right, my dear. Have a good rest of your Sunday. Bye. You too as well. All right. Bye, dear. Bye. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening to the podcast this week. We very much appreciate you listening, participating, and thanks to everyone who has been rating and reviewing. We love yes. seeing your reviews come in. Those five stars keep us up in the charts so we can be found organically through search engines wherever you listen to your podcast. And those actual typed out reviews are so much fun for us to read. We're reading them all and we appreciate every moment that you guys take to just simply share, repost, tag your friends and rate and review us is everything. You guys are everything. You're the thing keeping it afloat. What should they be doing if they want to support the podcast with money? They should go to patreon.com forward slash you are that and donate even a buck. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at no, you are that. We are much more active on the Instagrams. It's kind of our wheelhouse. And that's where you can jump in the fun of looking at new merch Bonnie's posting, which is a lot of very nice, magical, kind of witchy, spirited vibes. But those are year-round body adornments. You can find the merch at youarethatmerch.com. Mm -hmm. We also are on Facebook. Yep. We have a page. We do. That will give you information about upcoming podcasts in real time, as well as a Facebook group where you can join in talking about nostalgia with other like-minded people, mm -hmm. take quizzes, you know, just kind of like tune out and tune into some fun. Yeah. Do some GIF games. Yeah. GIF games. 
however you say it, their games. A jiffy gif. A jiffy gif. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.